0: On. Let's give a lot a big hand. Come on now. This is what I feel like when I got three hours of sleep at night, so I'm feeling good. How y'all doing today? Are y'all ready? We're going to do something serious today. Um, I want to pray real quick and get into it. I want to say hello to all our campuses uh, San Jose, San Marcos, City Heights. East County, (laughs) Microsites, Rock Church, (laughs) all the people watching online, churches, give all those people out there a big hand. God bless y'all. Last Monday, I went to Alabama, and I was there till Wednesday, and then I went to Dallas, and I was there till Friday, and I went to Houston, and I came home yesterday. And so I want to say hello to all the people that were in all those places. <laughs> Amen. God bless y'all. And I was praying all week, okay, God, what do you want me to talk about today? And, um, uh, and let me say this, in two weeks I'm going to do a, a message in Spanish. And I want, I want you all to think about this. Uh, this is not like a joke. It's not like, it's not like a joke. What I mean by a joke, okay, let's see. I want you to go out and everything we do we want to bring visitors. So I want you to go out and bring people who speak Spanish. This is a great opportunity for you to bring somebody who does not know God who speaks Spanish. And in the least, you could say, Hey, my pastor thinks he can speak Spanish. Can you come and tell me if he gets it right? <laughs> I'm 100% serious. Anything you can do to get them to come, to come uh, my Spanish is not going to be perfect, which is, is going to be fabulous that it's not going to be perfect. I call it my Shakira mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear Shakira talk, I love her accent, her, her grammar is so messed up, but I know exactly what she's saying. So if I make Shakira mistakes, it's cool. But I want you to go out and bring fine people and say, can you come and can you grade my pastor's Spanish? And then they're going to get safe. Amen? So anyway, that's two weeks from now. Lord, thank you. It's a day after single day, Miles, so to get to in your head, it's El Say day, mile. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you how you're going to set people free today. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is going to set you free today. Hey, can we give the Katinas a big hand? Can we give the Katinas a big hand, man? Let's get your Bibles out. Let's get your Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. word. One, two, three, say word. word. Hey, let's turn to Genesis chapter one. And as you turn to Genesis chapter one, I'm going to ask all of you to get your lesson plan out. It should be blank. And if you have a pen, get a pen out. And I will tell you why you are going to need that in a minute after I tell this story. I was in um, Costa Rica, I don't know, three years ago or so, learning Spanish. And I went there for 12 days to a school. It was all Spanish immersion. I went there by myself, could barely speak. And I was scared to death. Got on the plane. And I was there 12 days, never met knew anybody there. And went to the school. and had a dorm and had a teacher four hours a day in the class. I was at people's houses that night. Went to church a couple times for the two Sundays I was there. And I remember talking to my teacher, and I said, How do you say um, boyfriend? She said, Novio. So, how do you say girlfriend? Novia. And, and then she said, But there's another word, amigo con derechos. And I was like, I was trying to figure out. Okay, amigo's friend de uh, and derechos is right. Derecho, izquierda. I said, your friend at the right. So what does that mean? She said, friend with rights or benefits. I was like, oh, amigo con derechos. Ah, I get it. I get it. I get it. So basically, it's someone you're dating but not really. In other words, you're a friend. You have rights, but you don't have. We don't have full commitment to each other. We're just friends with rights. In other words, I give you rights over kissing. I give you rights over hugging and feeling. I give you rights over uh, Monday and Wednesday. But you don't, we're not fully committed to someone. When you get married, the assumption is there's no amigo con derecho's relationship. It's 100%. Can I get amen? Your spouse is not a friend with benefits. Your spouse is one with you. But a friend with benefits is someone you have a partial agreement with. And there are people who have relationships with people that think they have a full-time relationship, but they really just got an amigo con derecho relationship. When you ask Christ to be your Savior, you are married to him. Marriage that we know is marriage is symbolic of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Marriage is a symbol of salvation. It's not something man-made. It's something God made. And it's a symbol of the bride and the groom becoming one. That's what marriage is. But often when we ask Christ to be our savior, we're not getting married. We're establishing an a relationship. I pray, I'm gonna go to church. I may go to uh, our group, which we are in challenge you to go. I may do life class. I may tithe. I may serve. But really, I'm just going to ask Christ to be my Savior so I can go to heaven. And then I'm going to go to church as long as it makes me feel good. And if things are going good, I'll go to church every now and then. When things are really bad, maybe I'll come a little more often. But I'm not fully committed. I just have an amicoconditual relationship. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, maybe, am I not being clear? I'll say it one more time because uh, you alls quiet. Jesus be my Savior. But I'm not fully committed. I'm only giving you authority over certain parts of my life. But these other parts of my life, you do not have authority over. So you are just a savior for convenience. I've given you authority over certain periods of my life. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Okay. You have an amigo con derecho relationship with Jesus Christ. The sad news is, by default, if you have an amigo con derecho relationship with Jesus Christ, it means you automatically... Have an amigo con delet your relationship with the devil. In other words, you have said to God, God, I am giving you authority over these areas of my life, and by default, I am giving the devil, and you may think it's yourself, but really it's not. You only only two masters. You serve God or the devil. I'm given re- authority over the devil, of the devil, over this part of my life. You have agreements, side agreements with the devil. God, I'm gonna go to church once, maybe twice a month. I'm gonna not really tithe. I'm just gonna give a little bit. That's an agreement. I'm gonna go to our group, or maybe I'm not gonna go to our group. I'm gonna sit and say Jesus, and, and that's gonna be good enough for me. That's my agreement. And by default, I'm making an agreement with the devil. Devil, I'm gonna give you two Sundays. I'm gonna give you uh, three Fridays at the club. I'm gonna give you my time on pornography. And so you have these two agreements and you have, you have an agreement with God and you have an agreement with the devil. Today, here's my challenge to you, is that you write down those agreements and we're going to tear them up. And once you get that piece of paper out, I want to encourage you today as you're listening to write down an agreement you have with the devil. And I'm going to give you some more specificity about what those agreements might be like. But it is a contract. That you have made with Satan. And by the way, I, 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 99.99% of the time, you will never say, Satan, this is an agreement between me and you. That's not how it's going to be. It is, but it is going to be an agreement that is contrary to the Word of God, that you have decided that you believe something different, and you have trusted in something contrary to the Word of God to please you and to fulfill what God's Word has promised to give you. That's an agreement with the devil. When God says do this, you say do this. So here's what I do. Good news is that God made you. The bad news, you made an agreement with the devil. The good news is that you can break it today. You're not going to break it through counseling. You're not going to break it through medicine. You're not going to break it through uh, positive thinking. None of that is going to break an agreement with the devil. You can only break your agreements with the devil with the authority that Jesus Christ secured on the cross and rose from the dead. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Genesis chapter 1. We're going to look about what, how we started. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. It says... God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created a male and female, he created them and God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the air and over every creep that creeps on the ground. Everyone say image. Here's God's original intent for you and me. This is what you have to understand. Here's God's original intent that you would be made in his image. I-M-A-G-E. I, you are individually unique. There is nobody like you. That God when God thought about you he said, "Hmm, I'm going to make one of a kind." Everyone say I'm one of a kind. Amen. Give me both of your hands. Say say I am marvelous. If you ever look in the mirror think about yourself. Oh, and I am so, I am so this, I am so that, I am so this, that is absolutely true. You are incredibly, exquisitely unique. There is no one with your fingerprint, there is no one with your eye, vein print. In your eye there are veins and vessels and they have a print that is unique to you. There is no one with your DNA, no one with your footprint, no one with your breath stank. Nobody like you. <laughs> no one with your personality, no one with your perspective, no one with your gift combination. You are one of a kind, and yet the devil says he wants you to fit in. He wants you to be like everybody else. You are individually unique. M, you are a moral mirror. God made you that you can understand his word, speak his word, reflect his word. We are not here to be morality makers where we make our own truth. God made you and me so we can understand and reflect his morality in his image. God made you, I am a, God made you to have the authority to rule. He said, I'm going to give y'all dominion. Say, I'm supposed to have dominion. You know what God says? I'm going to make the earth, I'm going to put man on, the, man on the earth, and the man I'm going to make every individual unique because I am so creative. I can make billions of unique people. <laughs> I can make them all kind of shades because I'm creative. The devil took all those shades and caused it to divide, it, called racism. I'm gonna make them, their faces different, I'm gonna make their hair different, I'm gonna make their eyes different, I'm gonna make their shades. Matter of fact, I'm gonna make their, their skin so it could even change color with the sun. <laughs> Ain't that something? And then when they get in the dark, it's gonna go, it's gonna change back. <laughs> I can make their hair so it could be straight, kinky, curly. They can cut it and it'll grow back. It'll get gray and they can color it and then it'll get gray again. <laughs> he made you a morality mirror a moral mirror where we can reflect and understand and receive, process and share God's heart. He gave us the authority to rule. He says, I want y'all to rule the earth like me. Because after God made everything, He made it good. He said, He made the birds, the bees, the, 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 the plants, and everything. He said, And it was good. Then He made man and He made woman. He said, It was very good. And then He said, Everything's perfect. All you have to do is don't mess it up, rule the earth glorify me on the earth i am a g i made you to be god's friend god wanted to live in relationship he made us relational he made us in his image so we can live in relationship and the e is he made you be eternal every single one of us is going to live in eternity somewhere that's the model god made you and i to live in relationship with him and and to reflect his glory to be unique one of a kind to have our own unique ideas that he would work with and be in partnership with, that we would have our own unique personality. Some with sense of humor, some would not sense of humor. Some no matter, some don't matter. Some can read well, some not so well. Whatever, or, or, or be, be aching the words and some aching the numbers and some artistic and, and some people who are artistic are just like, hey. My, my daughter was an artist and, uh, and is an artist. She's a nail artist. She's unbelievably, she does nails and it's crazy. But when she was a kid, and still is, she's just artsy. And we can never get her room to be neat. Because the artist, she's just like, she flows. We say, clean your room. And she would just like, put one thing on the hanger. So we just said, just close the door, okay? God made it that way. But she makes beautiful art. So God made you one of a kind, To reflect His glory, then the devil came in Genesis three, and we looked at it a couple weeks ago. Last week, Genesis three, Adam and Eve, no sin. God made them in the image, and let's read. Let's read Genesis three. Turn to Genesis three real quick. We'll just read this real quickly. It says. The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat nor shall you touch lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, you will not die, for God knows in the day you eat, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The devil speaks three times in the Bible, right here in Genesis 3. Job chapter 1 and 2, and Matthew chapter 4. And every time the devil speaks, he is trying to accomplish one thing. Destroy the relationship between man and God. God made us in his image so we can glorify him, walk with him, have relationship with him, have dominion over the earth like him. The devil says, if I can break that relationship, then I can rule and they will worship me. If I can get them to agree with me on something... In Genesis chapter 3, he tries to get man to turn against God by telling man, God's holding out on you. In Job chapter 1 and 2, he tries to get God to turn against man, saying man is only worshiping you because you blessed him. And in Matthew chapter 4, he talks to the God, man, Jesus, and said, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. Adam and Eve right here, they are perfect. They have no sin. They were made in God's image. And the devil says, what did God say? And they believed God and they said, and they, and they believed the devil by saying, if I eat from this tree, I'll be like God. They, in that moment, decided, I am going to make an agreement with the devil. You have to understand, the devil is trying to get you to trust him and not God. And every time you trust him and you say, yes, I'm going to trust drugs instead of worship, you make an agreement with the devil. I'm going to trust pornography instead of being faithful. You make an agreement with the devil. I need to get people to praise me, and I need to be first and win to have self-esteem instead of just trusting God made me who I am. You believe in the devil, and every time you believe with the devil, huh, this is this is so scary to me. You give him legal authority in your life. Turn to Amos chapter three, verse three. Amos 3, verse 3. It says, can two walk together unless they agree? Can two walk together unless they agree? I want you to think about some of these agreements I'm going to read to you. And I want you to think about an agreement you have made. Because what we're going to do is you're going to write it down. Here's how it's going to go. You're going to write it down. And at the end of the service, we're going to have an opportunity to tell the devil, I believe in Jesus Christ. And the authority I have given you over my life, I rebuke in Jesus' name. And I break my agreement. We're going to write those agreements down. And I'll give them to you here in a minute. And we're going to tear them up. And you're going to say, devil, no more. You have no more authority over my life. I have no more agreements with you. Because I want you to imagine that Jesus says, I want to love you. I want to be your God. And you are telling God, God, you can be my God one Sunday a month. I don't need to go to our group and be in an accountable relationship. I don't need to pray, need to pray every day because I have an agreement over here. And the devil's saying, that's right. And God is saying, if you give your whole life to me, I can bless you. But this dating thing, I'm not down with. I want your whole heart. And so I'm going to read some of these agreements with you and you'll have your own because we all make up our own. But But the spirit of it is this. The Bible says this and yet you agree with something else. And when you agree with that something else, you are telling the devil, devil, I am giving you legal authority over this area of my life to please me. I'm going to do this part of my life your way, trusting that the fruit of it, the result of it, is going to be better for me than doing it God's way. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Amen. So I want you to write this down. I want you to write down one. And, and, and let, me, let me read something to you. Uh, uh, you're, you're a failure and things will never work out for you. My dad told me I was a failure, and you know what? He's right. That's a curse. People won't like me if I do that. Therefore, I need to do this. I fear man. In other words, I want you to think about this. God telling you to do something and you gotta check in with Satan. God says, I want you to go pray for somebody. You say, "Uh, is that gonna mess up my reputation? I want you to give financially. Uh, Am I gonna be able to pay my bills? You gotta check in, why? Because you gotta agree with the devil to clear everything with him. To make sure he's good with it that's your side agreement and by the way I'm gonna do it this way this is your agreement you got it in your pocket it's like a little contract and every time God directs you to do something you pull that contract out that you have with devil and you say devil is this agree with you am I permitted to go to church every week am I permitted to go to our group? Am I committed to go to life class? Am I permitted to share my faith? Can I, can I really tithe? Can I, can I really serve? Can I really uh, get involved in the ministry and find out what, what, what gifts I have? Can I really pray for people at my job? Is that okay with you, devil? You may not say those words, but when God's leading you, you're checking in with your emotions and your fear and your lack of faith. It's because you have this agreement that to hold back and to make sure you are in a safe bubble instead of saying, God, I just trust you because if God can get your whole heart, remember we talked about the other week, if the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of the person that does not have this right here. (laughs) Someone that God can say, jump, and you can say, how high? (laughs) And then when you're in the air, you can say, God, do I have permission to come down? Are y'all following what I'm saying? Are y'all following what I'm saying? Y'all are so quiet. Let's keep reading. God will never bless you like he does him or her, therefore don't pray. So you sign that agreement. Reading one chapter of Bible per day won't do me any good. So you don't read. The more sex you have, the happier you'll be. So you have a bunch of sex with a bunch of people trying to find happiness. You watch pornography trying to find happiness. Getting high or drunk will make my problems go away. That's an agreeing with the devil. You actually believe that. Someone, the devil whispered in your ear, that is gonna solve your pain. That's gonna help you carry your, your burden. If I work harder, if I accomplish more, people will respect me. People will love me. It's agreeing with the devil. And every time you give an agreement with the devil, what you're telling the devil is this area of my life, I give you legal authority. Over my life. In other words, devil, I am going to drink tonight three bottles of wine, and the result of drinking that wine, I give up to you. When I was in Houston, uh, no Dallas, we went to this hotel. We 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 went to a hotel like at 12:30 at night, and there was a guy standing right in front of the front door like this. 12:30 at night, he. And we pulled up in our car and he started walking up to our car. He literally opened the door of our car. Said, brother, that's not your car. He said to the devil, devil, I trust you today. My agreement is that I think you're going to do something in my life what God can't do. At some point in your life, you must take that agreement. And you must realize that you have given legal Authority. What does that mean? Job chapter 1, the devil came to God and said, God, Job is a wealthy man. The only reason he blesses you is because you have blessed him with things. Take everything he has. You know what God told him? God said to the devil, I'm going to give you legal authority over his things, but you cannot touch him. And Satan took everything. Job didn't curse God. The devil came back and said, Hey, God, uh, if you touch his body, he said, I give you legal authority over his body. Put sores all over his body. Job didn't curse God. Now, in the end, God blessed him with ten times he had. You would say, why would God do that? <laughs> can't ask, can't answer that question. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. It says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can take. Do you know that, that the devil has no authority to tempt you beyond what you can take? He has a legal limit on what he can do unless you give it to him. If you say to the devil, devil, I am going to watch pornography day and night, and you are saying to the devil, devil, I give you permission to let that pornography poison me to whatever degree it can. That is the legal authority you are giving the devil. Because you have made an agreement that that part of your life, he has control over. God is never going to bless his competition. God's not going to bless sin. He's not going to bless rebellion. And what we're doing is saying, devil, I'm giving you this part of my life. And God, can you bless me? He says, no, no, no. That part of your life you have given over, you have to break that agreement. You can't break it with counseling. (laughs) You're not going to break it with medicine. You're not going to break it with positive thinking. Even though thinking is part of it, you're only going to break it by the authority that Jesus Christ won on the cross. Because Jesus died and rose from the dead. And got back authority. Matthew chapter 28. Jesus came and spoke and said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Everyone say, All authority. authority. Say, "All All authority. All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Let me read another verse Colossians 2 9. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. When you pray in Jesus' name, you are praying according to the authority, the only authority over the principalities and powers of darkness. That is why the devil does not want you worshiping He does not want you praying. He doesn't want you saying Jesus' name. He wants you saying generic God. He wants you saying the man upstairs. He doesn't want you saying Jesus' name. Because when Jesus came, the second Adam, he died and he rose from the dead. He says, now I take back the authority and I'm going to give it to those who believe in me. And every single one of you that have Christ in your life, you have the authority over the devil. But the authority does you no good unless you exercise that authority. That is why we must engage and declare the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life and declare the authority we have over the devil every day. And when the devil's lying to you and saying, Don't read the Bible, you say in Jesus' name I rebuke you. When the devil's lying to you, saying you don't have to be faithful to your spouse, and you say I rebuke you. When the devil's lying to you, saying you don't need to come to church, you don't need to tithe, you don't need to serve, you don't need to go to our group, you say I rebuke you because you were trying to get me to sign a side agreement with you, and I'm not gonna do that. I take authority over you, I rebuke you out of my life. When the devil's whispering in your head, giving you bad dreams. To lying to you about how people feel about you. You say, in Jesus' name, I rebuke you. Can I get an amen? And at some point in your life, you have to say, these are the lies that I believe about what my father said, about what my friends say, about what I, my low self-esteem, and the devil has lied to me about this, 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 and I am going to break that agreement. No more. In Jesus' name, I'm going to name it and I'm going to claim it. And I'm going to, and when I mean my name and claim it, I'm going to name it, here's what it is, and I'm going to claim that this, is, this agreement is torn up in Jesus' name. So I want you to get your piece of paper out and all the campuses. And I want you to think about a lie that you are believing. It's a lie about yourself. Some lie about you not being good enough. You're ugly, you're dumb, you're a failure. God doesn't love you, he's not gonna bless you. You're damaged goods. You're inadequate in some way. You're inferior in some way. That lie could have been told to you by people and you have believed it. There was a guy who had a fish tank about that big. Right in the middle of the fish tank was a piece of glass. And there was water on both sides of the glass inside the fish tank. There were fish on this side of the fish tank. No fish on this side. There's a glass in the middle. Every time the fish tried to get to the other side, they hit the glass. They couldn't see the glass, but they knew there was a barrier there. The guy took the glass out. The fish never swam on this side. They believed there was a barrier there. The devil has convinced you there are barriers in your life, so you stop trying. It's a curse. You just settle the fact that God is not going to bring you to the other side of the fish tank. You got to write that down. You believe you need drugs. You need alcohol. You believe that I don't need to go to church to be blessed. God's not going to bless me anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. I don't need to go to life class. It's not going to make any difference. I don't need to know my spiritual gifts. I'm not going to full-time ministry. It doesn't make a difference. I need drugs to be happy. I need to have my bottle of wine every night to be be happy, to deal with my stress. I got to have a whole lot of ladies on me all the time to be fulfilled, write that curse down, because every time you have, for every agreement you have, you are making, you are giving legal jurisdiction to Satan in your life, and Satan will go with it and take it as far as he can, he will destroy your life. Every time I see a homeless person eaten out of trash, my mind goes back to the day they were born. They were a sweet baby. Maybe love, maybe not. But they were a sweet baby. And the devil had a plan. He said, if I can get that person and the people around that person somehow to distract that person from me, I can destroy their life. And by the way, he does it with non-homeless people as well. But it breaks my heart to see the devil destroys people's lives because he convinces us to agree with him. My prayer for every single one of you on all our campuses is that you would make a decision right now that you are not going to give the devil authority over your life anymore. That you are going to take back your, the authority that Christ has given you and exercise the authority Christ has given you to rebuke the devil and break that, that agreement and say, Lord, I am going to agree with you. So in a minute we're going to pray. And here's going to be the prayer. Satan, I believe Jesus died for me and rose from the dead. I surrender my life to him. And I break these agreements. I want you to write them down even now as I'm talking. Because this is going to be between you and God. Don't put your name on it. And as we, after we pray, we are going to tear the agreement. This is going to be like this. Watch this. It may be a simple agreement. I'm ugly. I'm never going to be blessed. God really doesn't love me. Faith is not going to work for me. All those lies are agreement with the liar. And every time you repeat a lie, you empower the liar. And you disconnect yourself from the source of power in your life. We are our own enemies. And there are people who have hurt you when you were little. Said things to you that cursed you when you were little. And you held on to it. Said you're never going to be anything. And you believe that your whole life. It's a lie from the devil. Because that's not what God does. God speaks life. He speaks renewal, redemption. And I want to challenge you today to to break that curse that's in your head and say devil no more I am going to by faith my brothers and sisters before I go speak places just the other day I was getting ready to speak someplace and right before I go up the devil's lying in my head about what's not going to happen just the other day he said you're gonna they're gonna reject you they're not gonna receive your message and you're gonna it's gonna be and I'm like and I'm sitting in my head no I am a master communicator anointed by God I am a master communicator. Why? Because there's a battle going on. Or I can sit there and go, yeah, devil, you're right. Let me agree to that. Yeah, devil, you got a point. Let me agree to that. No matter what I feel, I have to by faith declare the truth of God and say, devil, no, no, no. I don't agree with that. I rebuke that. You have to do that every single day. Let's bow our heads and pray. Holy Spirit, I, by faith, believe you are doing something in many people's lives on all our campuses and online. By faith, I pray people are writing down at least one agreement. And in a minute, I'm going to ask you to tear that agreement up and bring it to the altar and put it on the altar. Don't put your name on it, but you are going to tear it up. Because we are going to break that agreement in Jesus' name. Satan, you are a liar, you are a destroyer, you are the father of lies, you are a murderer, you are an accuser, there's no truth in you, there's nothing good about you, there's no reason to have a conversation with you. And every time we repeat the lie, we reinforce the lie and we encourage the liar, we affirm the liar. But we are children of God that we need to live by truth, walk in the light. Live according to the word of God and exercise the authority of Christ. So in the privacy of your heart, I want you to pray this prayer with me. We are going to denounce the agreements we have with Satan. Say, dear God, Jesus, I trust you. I give my life to you. I acknowledge that all authority in heaven and earth, is yours I surrender my life to you I am completely submitted to you you are my savior my lord Satan you are a liar you have no authority in my life oh yeah say it out loud Satan you are a liar you have no authority in my life I break all agreements with you I exercise the authority in heaven that Jesus has secured on the cross. I break my agreements. I rebuke you from my life. I declare myself free. Be gone. In Jesus' name. As our eyes are closed and the heads are bowed, I just want you to rip that piece of paper. Praise God. We're going to sing. I'm going to pray and end this prayer, and then we're going to have people come forward. Lord, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. I thank you for the the bondage that is being released right now in all the campuses, people online. And I pray in Jesus' name that as we sing this last song, people will come forward and bring their burdens...